Thanks for joining us today. I'm Rob Parker, lead pastor at The Plant Church. Our vision is to know Christ and make him known. If you are interested in getting connected or if we can help you in any way, email us at info at theplantchurch.org. My favorite time of year. Is it your favorite time of year? Anyone? Some of us love it. Some of us hate it. Some of us are like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it is my favorite time of year. One of the things I've really enjoyed this year, probably more than, than most years, is Christmas specials. Have you enjoyed Christmas specials? Who loves a good Christmas special? Now, I need to clarify what I mean by Christmas special here for a minute, for some of you. I don't mean those Hallmark movies. I mean, you know, my, my sisters love every year to like watch like terrible Hallmark Christmas movies. It's like their favorite thing to do. Yeah, people love doing that. I can't do it, guys. I just can't do it. I sat there once, I tried, and I just was like, nope, and walked out. I can't do it. But I'm talking about like the classics, right? The classic Christmas specials that have been on for years and years and years. Uh, some of them I really, really love. Uh, I just read an article last week uh, by a journalist who was a little bit joking, but they were talking about the popular Christmas specials, and, and he suggested there's probably only two that are worth your time. And he was being a little bit facetious about it and joking, but, but he says, he's like, some of them just have terrible, terrible messages that are so far from the true meaning of Christmas. Think about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for a minute. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer he says, it's about a guy who's a little strange, doesn't fit in, and no one likes him until he can do something useful for them. And then they're like, hey, Rudolph, you're great. You should lead the sleigh team. And he, the, the writer talks about how, you know, it, it's a Christmas special that's telling you if you perform well, then you can be accepted <laughs> instead of being accepted for who you are. That seems really kind of messed up and not totally the real meaning of Christmas. Again, he's joking a little bit as he's writing this article, having some fun with it. But he says there's really two for him that stand out and are, are worth your time every year. One being How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Anyone love How the Grinch Stole Christmas? And because the message there is very clear, you know, the Who's in Whoville, they're going to have Christmas whether there's presents there or not. That's the one thing the Grinch didn't realize. Christmas happens. They're going to have joy. They're going to celebrate no matter what. But he says, for his money, there's one that you should go to time and time again every year. It is the number one, the granddaddy of them all, and it's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Who loves a Charlie Brown Christmas? Wow, I didn't think a Charlie Brown Christmas would get applause. This is incredible. It, it, you guys love a Charlie Brown Christmas. My wife and I just uh, introduced our almost three-year-old daughter, Harper, to a Charlie Brown Christmas for the first time this year. I think she's watched it like maybe three times, something like that, four times. She loves it. She loves Snoopy the best. Snoopy's the best. Um, but, you know, for those of you who, who uh, haven't seen it, or just to refresh your memory, Charlie Brown is a bit depressed during the Christmas season, right? 
He's a bit depressed and he's down and he's kind of confused. He, he's really struggling with why are we celebrating this Christmas season? I, I just, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. And, and he's surrounded by, uh, as he, they, he points out at different points, commercialism and materialism. I think Snoopy uh, enters the real meaning of Christmas contest and decorates his doghouse with all these lights and like blingy, shiny things. And he wins first prize and, and everything like that. And there's one really funny moment in the Christmas special where uh, Charlie Brown's little sister Sally, acting very entitled, says, can you look over my Christmas list? I need to make sure that I get what's coming to me. And Charlie Brown says his classic, good grief, and, and goes on. And, and she just gets frustrated by how all of these people around him are throwing these messages about Christmas that just seem dismal and self-centered. And finally, he loses his cool at one moment and just screams, isn't there someone who can tell me the real meaning of Christmas? And this little friend, quietly and confidently, Linus, says, sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And Charlie Brown, or excuse me, Linus recites these words from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Linus finishes reciting this and looks over at him and says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And the article closes by saying, You know, no matter what you're watching this season, Make sure you take a visit with the little boy whose Christmas is changed by hearing the words, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It's a very touching article, isn't it? It's touching and it's a touching Christmas special. I love it. But I have a question for you tonight. Why should those words change Charlie Brown's Christmas? Why? And while we're on the subject, why should those words change your Christmas and my Christmas? What should change or why should anything change as a result of hearing these words? The answer, I believe, is, is wrapped up in three phrases that the angel says to the shepherds. The angel says, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. Good news, great joy, all people. And I want to just take a few minutes this evening to reflect with you on these three phrases and why they change everything for you and for me. First, good news. There's a word in the original Greek language that the Bible, the New Testament, was written in, euangelion. 
And, and it sometimes gets translated as gospel, if you've ever heard the word gospel before, even like gospel music. This is where this word comes from. It literally just means good news. And it's a kind of news that is so significant, everything changes as a result of hearing it. In fact, in this day and age, in the Roman Empire, because there were no battles and the frontiers were peaceful and Caesar Augustus had secured peace and it was relatively safe at this time to travel throughout the empire, which was unheard of, uh, he would send people with a gospel that Caesar had brought peace. He would send people out with the good news of his peace. Everything's different now. You can travel freely, commerce can happen, the economy can boom. All these things change because we've heard the news that there's peace. It's, it's news that's so significant, everything changes. The scholar N.T. Wright says it this way, news is something that has happened, and as a result, the world is a different place. Think about news that you've heard in your lifetime. As a result, the world was a different place. I think about September 11th, 2001. That was news that made the world a different place. I think about the announcement that COVID was a global pandemic and people began shutting down nations and cities and businesses. It was news that changed everything. In a personal way, maybe you're a parent or you're an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent and the announcement of a new baby was news that changed everything for you. I love the words of Frederick Buchner. He wrote beautifully as he was thinking about the good news of Jesus and how it changed everything. He wrote this. He said, can it be true? Can it be true what they say that there really is a God and that he was in Jesus and he loves us and forgives us and will make all things right again? That he really made the world? He loves the world? He will save the world in the long run? Can that be true? Is there really news that that's good, that that is that good that changes everything? Think about how news like that would change your life if it was really true. The angel announces to the shepherds that there is news of a baby that's been born and it now changes everything. Good news. Because this baby was not just another baby. It was a human baby for sure, but this baby was also God himself here to rescue us. Now the Jewish people in this time were expecting a savior and a rescuer that was going to be their ultimate hope and, and lead them into freedom. What they weren't expecting is that it would be God himself that would come to rescue them and become human. The one who can rescue you from all your sin, the one who can rescue you and save you and heal you from all of your brokenness, the one who can right every wrong you have ever experienced, every injustice you have seen and witnessed, he can bring justice to. The one who can heal the sickness in your body and can give rest to your weary soul, he has come. It is God himself who's come here to take care of you. God himself has come to take care of you and you and you and you. Think about that for a minute. God came to take care of you. To provide everything you would ever need 
to heal every sickness, to forgive you even when you can't forgive yourself. He's come. I think it's actually a a very poetic picture. He's in a manger, a feeding trough. Animals would go eat their food there. But now it was holding the one that would be known as the bread of life. Holding the one who said, I have the water of life. I have living water. The one who can satisfy every longing. The one who can satiate everything that we've ever cried out for. He is here and he has come for you. A savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. The angel said, this is good news that changes everything for you. Second, the angel says there is great joy. Great joy. Not only is this uh, good news that changes everything for you, but it should also be cause for incredible celebration and joy in our lives. If this is really good news, we should be getting really excited about this. We should be full of joy. Now, how many of you have ever gotten a, a spam text or an email? Perhaps from someone saying they have millions of dollars worth of gold, they just can't find anyone to take. And if you just send them $1,000 for shipping costs, they will get that gold across the ocean to you within the next few weeks. Just a matter of time. It's a huge deal of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. This is good news, right? No. Why isn't that good news? It's not real. That's fake news. That's not good news. We don't get excited about that email, do we? Where's it go? Spam. If it's a text, block that caller. Never going to see that again. We don't get excited about that because it's too good to be true. But I think the same thing actually happens when we hear the good news about Jesus. Maybe you grew up in church or, or maybe you, you've heard it a million times before or, or, or maybe you're like, I just, you know what, there's nothing that great about it or the people that I know that are celebrating Jesus are really not great people. Uh, you know, there, there can't be anything that good about this good news. And what we do is we take this good news and we go, let's just send that to the spam folder. I'm not going to get excited about that. This news of Jesus and everything I just listed before, it, it's just too good to be true. Sometimes we do it because it's disbelief. But other times I, I think we do this because we, we kind of get into self-protection mode a little bit. We go, man, that, that just sounds way too good and I don't want to get my hopes up. I've got too much pain, I've got too much baggage, I've got too many bad experiences, I've got too much wounding, I've got too many bad experiences with church people. Like, I can't lean into and receive this kind of good news. That's just going to get my hopes up. So I'm just going to protect myself. I'm going to send that to my spam folder. I can't get too worked up about that. I need to just kind of play it cool, not get very excited. I'm, I'm personally really good about doing the self-protection thing. Any of you good at self-protection? Like, I'm just going to, like, I don't want to, like, get my hopes up. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to get too, this is probably too good to be true. I know God said he would, he would help with this or, or, you know, that he could save this or redeem this situation or, or that I'm a new person, and, you know, and, and all my past is washed away and I'm forgiven. I know, but, 
you know what, I, uh, I, I, gotta, I, I can't totally like, live like that's true because I, I just got to protect myself a little bit here. You see, we're really smart. We've been burned before. We've been hurt before. And we don't want to get hurt again by getting disappointed. But you know, when we do that, it actually robs us of our great joy. It robs us of living in joy. Trust me, I have lived this. I'm a recovering cynic. I've said it many times. Uh, But when we self-protect, we cut ourselves off from experiencing the fullness of joy. We cut ourselves off from experiencing the fullness of this good news. Man, how many places in your life do you think you haven't forgiven yourself or where you're carrying regrets that God's saying, no, I've forgiven that. That's done. And you're putting a weight on yourself and robbing yourself of joy because it's like, that's too good to be true that I could be that forgiven. I have a lot of problems, God. But it's true, there's great joy. And in fact, you don't have to be afraid. The angel says, don't be afraid. This is legitimate news. I'm not trying to scam you with some fake gold. You can really experience this joy. This news is the real deal and it will change your life. There's no need to go into self-protection mode. The good news is your protector has come. And you don't have to protect yourself anymore. What's robbing you of your joy in this season? Are you going into self-protection mode? Where are you afraid to get your hopes up where God's saying, no, this is part of my good news. Or maybe there's just life circumstances that are robbing you of the joy of this good news in this time. Spiking COVID numbers might rob you of your joy. Maybe you've had a difficult time in the workplace. I have so many friends that are doing double, triple the work because there's not enough people working. Are you being robbed of your joy in your workplace? Are are, are you having your joy stolen away from you because of disappointments in your life? Is there bitterness towards people or unforgiveness that's hanging on? And it's just stealing your joy. The good news is is that Jesus has come. He's forgiven you so you can forgive others. He's brought hope and restoration where there's been brokenness and disappointment and pain. And you don't have to let the enemy of your soul, who's called a thief, by the way, You don't have to let him steal your joy this Christmas. This good news, this gospel truth is supposed to bring you great joy. Finally, the angel announces that this message isn't just good news. Announces that it's not just going to bring great joy, but it's also for all people. All people. Help me out with something real quick. Can you just say, Some people. Now, can you say all people? Say it one more time. Say some people. All people. This message is not for some people. Some people who have it figured out a little more. Some people who are a little bit further along in their maturity. 
for some people who know a little more of the Bible, some people who have a little less baggage in their life, some people who it looks like their marriage is doing okay, some people who don't have addictions, some people who are, aren't wrestling with the things I'm wrestling with. This message isn't for some people. This message is for all people. Shepherds, they, they were not the some people. They, they were definitely the all people. They, they, they wouldn't be getting this message if this message was for some people. Let me tell you about these shepherds. Shepherds were definitely not the religious leaders of their day. They weren't the, the pastors and the priests and the Bible teachers and the prayer leaders and all of those things. Shepherds were people in this culture that were not to be trusted. Did you know that? You did not trust a shepherd because shepherds kind of had this reputation, how shall we say, they walk by another flock with their flock and suddenly they have a few extra sheep in their flock. They were known for doing this in this day and age. And so just as a general rule, all shepherds were not to be trusted no matter who they were because shepherds meant, oh yeah, they're a sketchy character. They're probably stealing some sheep. In fact, did you know that shepherds were so mistrusted they were not allowed to testify in court cases? No matter what the subject was about, their testimony was deemed completely invalid because obviously they're shepherds. You can't trust a shepherd. So imagine this with me. God says to the angels, the heavenly host, this army that's going to go announce the coming of Jesus being born into the world, God in the world, and, and, and he says... All right, guys, gather around. We're about to do this big announcement. The time's almost here. Uh, who are we going to make this announcement to? Any ideas? I'm just taking ideas. Can we, can we just brainstorm for a few minutes here? Just imagine this with me. Use your imagination. God's in a big conference meeting. It's probably a Zoom call, you know, because of the pandemic. Um, and someone throws out, oh, we should let the king know and, and announce it to the king. Because he, he can let everyone in the whole kingdom know. We want this message to be for all people. He'll let everyone know. And God says, no, no, no. That's, that's not going to work. Uh, well, what about the priests? The priests spend a lot of time in the temple and the Holy of Holies. Let's let the priests know first and announce to them. God says, no, no, no. That's not going to work. The Roman governor, maybe. Because then, then we'll start to be influencing the Roman Empire. We'll let them know. No, 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 no. Okay, how about the judges in the legal system? Obviously, we, we want to make sure there's a legal framework to protect baby Jesus as he's growing and that he's safe and everything. Can we announce to them that should be a good idea, right? No, 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 no. God says, you know what? Let's tell the shepherds. Let's tell the shepherds. Imagine the angels going, but no one's going to believe the shepherds. Do you see how many sheep they stole? You see, you know that this message was for all people and that this message was very seriously for all people because they went to shepherds to say, this is for all people, including you, shepherds. Say this again with me. Say some people. Say all people. Some people... Maybe this message is for some people. Maybe this good news can help. Some people can experience fullness of joy, but probably not me. Have you disqualified yourself? Have you said this message is for some people? It can't be for me. Have you said 
This message is for this some people here. It's not for those people. Have you disqualified yourself or others? Do you believe that you're not worth the good news for whatever reason? Or maybe you just think, I don't really want the good news. Guess what? It's still for you, even if you don't want it. Whether you believe you're unqualified, whether you believe it's for some people instead of all people, God has said, no, this message is for you. If this message is for shepherds, this message is for you. All people. All people. Good news. Great joy. All people. Can you say that with me? Good news. Great joy. All people. One more time. Good news, great joy, all people. This message is so unique in human history. You know I like to nerd out. We're not gonna do that tonight. But if, if you were to walk through history, it's amazing. It's amazing how, how unique this message is. A good news that brings great joy for all people. There's no message like it that's ever existed. There's, there's many, uh, there's great books that are, are out right now, secular historians that are recognizing that literally everything in our civilization today we owe to this message of good news, great joy for all people. Like some of the most renowned historians in the world are recognizing this. The depravity of the world in which this gospel message came. How messed up their values and their cultures was the injustice. And out of that place came a light. A message that said good news, great joy for all people. Not just those who had money, not just those who could perform like Rudolph. Not just those who looked the part or knew the right answers. Not just those from a particular background or ethnicity or nation. It is for all people. In all times, in all places. And it's for you. It's a powerful message. It's a message that shines light in a dark world. So as we prepare to light our candles here in the darkness. I want you to just think about this as this candle's lit and as, as we worship together. Am I living good news with great joy for all people? Or is there any part of that I'm withholding? Am I withholding myself from good news? Am I putting the, the spam filter on that good news and not living in the joy Am I disqualifying myself from this good news or other people from this good news? Or is it really for all people? How is my light shining? The light came into the world with a message of good news, great joy 
for all people. And it changed everything. And so as we light our candles together, we celebrate that the light of our Savior and God has come into the world to rescue us, to bring us fullness of joy, and to give that to every single human on the planet. Let's stand. It was great having you with us today. We do hope that this sermon inspired you to know Christ and make him known. For more sermons and resources, please visit us at theplantchurch.org.